back to the AstroCamp Summer Podcast. In this episode, we feature the rest of the Session 2 class talking about AstroCamp and Dungeons & Dragons and other stuff. Enjoy! Alright, so we're going to um, get started here in a second. The way I think it would be best for us to start is if you guys introduce yourself. Uh, in the other class, the other time I taught this, they used radio names. I think that's just confusing. <laughs> if you just want to use your, um, you can use only your first name or something like that. Since this is probably in the publish online, don't you don't have to use your whole name. Um, that's whatever, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, if you do decide to use a radio name, a fake name, just stick with the same one the whole time. Don't change it five times in the same class. Okay. Whatever you want. Just I I would I would recommend not using your whole name. That's a good name. All right. What's your first topic? Well, let's get started by introducing ourselves, and then we'll decide on a first topic. Hi, my name is Emily. My name is Anjali. My name is Sophia. My name is Moon. I'm Kizzy. I'm Toby. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So um, we are going to go around and talk. So um, what do you guys think should be our first topic? Well, since there was an awkward silence, I think social awkwardness would be great. So. Okay. You guys want to talk about social awkwardness? All right, cool. Who wants to go first? I'll go. <laughs> so every time I get to camp, there's like an hour of just sitting alone or sitting with the person I came to with camp, aka Sophie. Um, and then eventually I'm forced into talking with people, probably because they're in my cabin group. So yeah, social awkwardness. <laughs> Another thing, or thing that I've faced at camp with social awkwardness is when you go to an elective and no one in your cabin has gone <laughs> to that elective, so you, you have to meet these new people that you haven't talked to for like a day. I actually, camp is one of the only places I don't get that socially awkward, but sometimes I have like random bursts of I need to socialize, and then I sign myself up for something, and I just regret it every single second I'm there. <laughs> Social awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Did anyone else have anything else? Chizzy, did you want to say something else? No? Okay, cool. Next thing we want to talk about? All right. So last <laughs> night, the every, at Ashford, we have nightly events, and last night's event was the counselor pageant. Moon, um, yeah. will you explain to us yeah. what the counselor pageant is? Um, counselor pageant is when the campers make a pool of their counselors, and then we decide which one's the funniest. <laughs> That's a really mean way to put it, but yeah. What do you make your counselor dress up as? Oh, so I'm in B2, we have two counselors, um, and we made them the evil stepsisters. We did not specify that they were from Cinderella, but it was implied. Their makeup was um, <laughs> fun, but I felt really bad for them, because <laughs> it wasn't great. So yeah, um, Sophie. No, yeah, well, where did your counselor? <laughs> okay, so last year at TMT, um, one of our C groups did a song called Sleepy Squirrel, and it's basically about, the, about how you're not supposed to have food in your bed, 
and you know a squirrel comes and kills you you know in the night when your food's there so normal stuff, <laughs> normal stuff obviously so we dressed her up as the squirrel in the flying squirrel costume that we had then we put her in some squirrel makeup um and you know we let her do stuff <laughs> i don't know i don't know how much fun it was it was fun it didn't go great I think it went all right. <laughs> do you do you still know the song? Would you be able to sing a part of it? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm a, from A6, and we made our counselor, Kim, dress up as Dwight Schrude from The Office. That was a good one. So it was fun, and we have a bunch of different, like, office like outfits, so we were able to do that, and uh, some of our people watched The Office like 50 times, so we were able to get a bunch of lines and stuff from them. I have a question about that. Oh yeah, is he the guy that always screams in the memes? Like, no, calm down, no. everybody calm down. No, that's not, that's, that's, um, that's, a, that's Michael. Okay. I don't watch The Office. <laughs> it's a pretty funny show. I've only watched it a few times. Only? <laughs> I don't... I've only seen a few episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I do. No, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't usually watch it a lot because that kind of humor, that like kind of cringe humor, mm -hmm. really grinds my gears, and I, I, I just can't watch it without getting secondhand embarrassment. So um, I, don't, I, I don't like it a lot, but I know that... Almost everyone I know does like that show a lot, so if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. My family likes to watch it together, but my dad always has to leave the room because he can't deal with the, the type of humor. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting better with it. I'm slowly getting better with it, but, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's hard. It's not easy. See, I like the cringy humor. I think it's funny. And yeah, sometimes it's just way too cringy, but I think the cringy humor can be funny a lot of the time. Speaking of cringy, um, Anjali and I are in the same group before, and we dressed up our counselors as Danielle Bergoli and... Oh my Dr. god. Yeah. Oh, that was something else. Yeah. So, um, I honestly, who was your favorite, like, who was your guys' favorite contestant? Saladin. Saladin. Okay, so I've been saying this a lot, but anybody who can commit that much to a role has my heart. Yeah. If you literally pour like ranch dressing on your head, I think you deserve the crown. I'd convince me otherwise, please. See, I, I think uh, Queen Elizabeth deserved to win because that last, that, that number at the end, that was so funny. So, <laughs> so silly. But I also like the puns that Brad Sheeran made. <laughs> that was also very funny. So near the end, I was like torn between Chad and the Queen because like they worked together and I kind of wanted them to win together, even though that's probably not possible. Um, and yeah, the, so that was fun to be like, oh, I don't know, who do I cheer for? Ah. Um, I'm in this group, the C1, which is the group that <laughs> that, that won, uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth and all that, and that was real fun to play. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you guys get 
That's not a humble bride. That's just a bride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know where he got the costume. Um, he got the the white gloves. Uh, they're they're from a, a Wario <laughs> outfit. I don't know who he got that from, but they got it from Sophie. Oh, they got it from Sophie. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also really liked Teenage Alexa. I thought that was really funny. Teenage Alexa was really <laughs> yeah, good. Mal it, was, it was really funny. Malcolm did a great job with that. Okay, so this is going to sound kind of mean, but I think that Teenage Alexa, Alexa should have moved up instead of Gemma the Germaphobe. Because, like, Gemma the Germaphobe had no character development. <laughs> she was just kind of like stagnant in what she did, which was cleaning everything. Um, Alexa like could react and do different things rather than just like only reacting as one thing. Come on. I think one of the reasons they took Gemma was because they kind of wanted a girl in the finals, um, just to show that you're not really biased. See, I agree that Teenage Alexa should have been in the finals, but I kind of liked uh, Gemma's, Gemma Germaphobe's uh, dance number. <laughs> that, that was funny. I, I enjoyed watching that, so I thought that was fun. Good hygiene. <laughs> Good hygiene. And, um, our counselor discussed this last year, but it has been like almost years since they've had a, a, like a, a woman counselor. Like last year we had a woman counselor, it was Jocka's mom. But like, I mean, it's been years since we've had a female counselor win the counselor pageant. So they're trying to, they're kind of trying to say, you know, hey, we're progressive. We're, you know, putting one female counselor in the final, you know, but I mean, yeah. But also I feel like it has to do with not like gender bias. I just think that, mm, nope, never mind. Um, <laughs> never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. So also I want to add that like, um, the, uh, especially in the first round, like a lot of the eliminations they do early are kind of just like silly, like ones in a lot, a lot of the ones that got eliminated first round, I don't think should have been eliminated first round. Mm -hmm. I think that they should have definitely made it further. And then they had to, they, they were really like looking for really small differences in the later rounds. I also just think that, um, you know, I remember like last year's pageant. I also think it should be just based off of funny. Yeah. Other than like, I mean, yeah. it's great that like a woman progressed to the last round, but I also think that humor should trump in yeah. you know, yeah. a humor related contest. That said, uh, Gemma was really funny. I yes. thought, I thought, I thought that I don't know. People were cheering for Chad a lot. I didn't think that his dance number was that funny. Yeah. The best part of his dance number wasn't him. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was the queen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, just like she was funny, but I think that she, her. Oh, sorry. I think that she was funny, but I only really got to see that at her last dance number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like the love story they set up between <laughs> Chad and the Queen. I thought that was that was very silly. That's a ship for the books. <laughs> True ship. But really quickly, this is totally off topic. Are you using um, Audacity? 
I am using, this is Audacity that we're using to record, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, I have, I have some questions for you guys about Oaken Campfire. So, Anjali, you weren't here? All right. So there was a scene where Brad um, and I think it was Max were like ripping off Malcolm's clothes. So we were making sounds like, ooh, mm, like, okay, that's not CA. You know, and then he made a comment about how um, you can't do that, you know, out, out here in front. And then one of the girls in my cabin said, oh, so it's fine behind the curtain? And then he's like, okay, whoa, wait there, C2, that's not cool. Yeah, we were laughing for like a solid two minutes. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry about all the lizards that were harmed in the making of the campfire. <laughs> that was a very, very sad moment. And then baked into dino nuggets later. You're welcome. <laughs> what did I miss during the campfire? Many, many lizards were hurt in the making of the campfire, and there was an apology, but I don't think it was enough. The apology was as good as Laura Lee's apology video. Oh. I saw one of the hurt lizards. There's a lizard by the pine dorm, and it doesn't have a tail. For shame. <laughs> It's so sad, poor lizard. Um, I, I, I think I really like the hydrate or dihydrate skin. I, I think I'm on the side of the dinosaur. No, uh, not the dinosaur, the dragon. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember much from the opening campfire because I was like really sleepy. I was yeah. half asleep, so. We all were. Is it just me or am I the only one that can't sleep on the first day of camp? Oh, oh. Yeah, so that's me every time, but now it's, it's carrying over to the second and third day of camp because my, my sleeping schedule has been going to sleep past 12 and waking up around 11 o'clock at the earliest, 11 o'clock a.m. So, yeah. A couple of days before camp started, I was trying to get back on a, a good sleeping schedule, so I started waking up at 7, and I... Um, you know, it's just crazy how much day there is when you wake up early. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So much time. Yeah. This morning, I woke up early, much earlier. Normally, I wake up, honestly, like 15 minutes before the first class. But this morning, I, I, I said, you know, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do exercise. And, I was, and then there was just so much time when you wake up early. It's amazing. That said, I am still and always will be a night person. Yeah, no, it's crazy because I look back at the past couple of days and I'm like, no, it's been like a week since I've been at camp. There's no way it's only been a couple of days. There's only like three hours in a day. What are you talking about? I'm so Anjali has to say about like how your time at camp. Like, um, how's how's that felt for you so far? Um, it's been good. My sleep has been good. Everything's been good. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid. Anjali's been doing math homework in the hallway, and I don't know how she's been doing it. Okay. I don't even know how she's doing Anjali, how could you bring math homework with you to Astro Camp? I have summer work, and I have to for high school, so that's how, that's how. I brought Crime and Punishment with me and told myself I would read it, but, like, I'm not going to read it. So. Crime and Punishment? 
Yeah, I have to read it for school. Okay. So I have three classes worth of summer homework to do. Plus oh my I have goodness. two classes of summer school. So I still have two entire classes to finish for summer homework. I have to read three books. I haven't started any of them yet. <laughs> I'm so screwed. Are they like short books? No. Ooh. So I don't have any mandatory summer homework, but I've been trying to do Duolingo to keep up with French because I'm doing French two honors. The Duolingo owl is going to murder me. <laughs> My streak has been broken, and it will stay broken for two weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> See, I'm homeschooled, so um, I get 15 books a summer for summer reading, and I hear everybody saying, oh, my gosh, I have three books, and I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and I've only finished four of them before camp, so pray for me, guys. <laughs> See? I'm kind of lucky and I don't have to do summer reading for my school, but during school you get like, like one of the, my teachers is going to be giving like one huge assignment for each quarter and then like every week the, she gives like a packet and then like every day she gives like one what, like uh, with an extra paper like every two days. So that's a lot of homework. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how my school is going to be because I'm going to a new one. So we'll see how it goes. I have some, wait, so how did you get the, is the summer work from your old school or from your new school? It's from my, it's from my new school. Oh, interesting. What, what math is it that you're doing? Geotrade honors. Geotrade honors, cool. Very cool. I don't think I was doing that in ninth grade, dang. So I would like to talk really quickly about the irony of how my reading level has dropped because of school, because I have no time to read books I want to read, and the books I'm assigned for English are like ninth grade reading level. And <laughs> I had a college reading level, and now it's like junior reading level. I'm just like, I want to read, please, but I don't have time. I used to be a math genius, and now I use a calculator. I, like, I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Yeah. So what do you guys think of mandatory reading? Like AR, but like making it mandatory for a grade. Like accelerated reading, it's a program. Mandatory reading is the most idiotic thing that anyone has come up with. I understand that there are staple books in like literature that are important to know about, but you, yeah, but you can't, assign books on a timeline for a class that has people who have different reading levels because then there, there are just going to be people who don't read the books and you're going it's essentially discouraging them to read the book because they're it's it's homework you're not saying hey this is a cool book you should check out here's some extra credit for it which would be a lot better motivation you're saying no this is mandatory work and it has to be done by the end of the month something like that it, it may work for some kids, but it, it can be extremely detrimental for a lot of other kids. I just took AP Psychology, and it's been proven that if you make like something, if you have a reward for doing something, for example, like, this relates to the whole reading per grade thing. Like if someone likes playing piano and you start paying them to play piano, they're, they're going to want to do it less because it's like, oh, this is like a chore. I have to be paid to do this. So if someone does it for, like, from intrinsic motivation, which is like because you want to, then you're, you 
want to do it. But yes. if you have extrinsic motivation like money then, or grades, then they're not going to want to do it. The, the one thing I want to add on to that, though, is that let's be honest, you guys. If you had the choice and you were left alone you were, and you had the choice between playing Fortnite or watching <laughs> The Office or um, doing a bunch of other things and reading Pride and Prejudice, which would you choose? Okay. I read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies by my own. It's basically the same book. (laughs) (laughs) I read To Kill a Mockingbird on my own, and I didn't read it for the class assignment. That was like three years beforehand. So, yes, sir, yes. I I want you to consider for a moment, are you an exception to the rule? I think that teenagers don't really get enough credit for our own curiosity. That's fair. People have to, people think that they have to stamp curiosity in us when in reality that's what's stepping it out of us. Because like, last night I, I mean like, I come to Astro Camp but I've never really been interested in astronomy and I just decided to take Space Night for like the heck of it and now I have a natural curiosity about astronomy and my dad's been trying to get me into it for years, so. I think it really depends on um <laughs> a lot of things yeah. curiosity yeah. curiosity killed the teenager <laughs> So to answer your question, I think it really depends on if it will make your grade go up if you read Pride and Prejudice versus doing something more enjoyable. (laughs) Really quickly, I'd like to add on that. There's a difference between reading it to make your grade go up and reading it so that your grade doesn't go down, which is why... yeah, That's if, very true. if you offer extra credit for it, you'll actually get people who are reading it and who actually like understand what they're reading and will be able to tell you about the book rather than just reading it to like make flashcards on some vocab yeah. or something yeah. or spark notes. Yeah. Because, you know, with most of these kids, we know, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, you know, when you're too lazy to read the book or you don't want to because it's just not interesting to you, you spark notes. Yeah. You know, so you're not actually doing the assignment. But, you know, if there was an outside incentive to do it, maybe you would. I have the problem where I don't care about the book. I don't absorb anything. So I read it, but then I have to spark note it anyway. Oh, yeah. So so my school used to have a summer reading assignment for freshman honors English, but they couldn't because of a lawsuit because they tested you on it and you're not allowed to test on material that you didn't teach in class legally. It's a bunch of stuff. But so basically what they did is they gave us a book on Greek mythology that was so densely written, and they said, okay, take five pages of notes on this, on this chapter on um, Persephone in Hades. Um, And all all of the notes, all it was was basically just copying down the chapter because the book itself was just notes on Greek mythology. It wasn't a story. It was just the plot. It wasn't like told as a story. It was like Hades and Persephone did this. This was the motivation behind it, blah, 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 blah. Which should have been the notes that we were taking, but instead we were just copying down the book and we didn't absorb like any of the information. I also, um, I actually just read a book from a summer reading pretty similar called The Golden Bough. Um, really boring, by the way. 
<laughs> but I also think it really depends on what you assign. So when I was younger, my dad would just assign me what he thought people in school <coughs> were reading. And then I was like, oh my gosh, dad, these are so bad. I'm so, I read something called the Peterkin Papers, worst book on earth. I'm also a book snob. But um, I also think that you need to sometimes take, and I know that the school system is overwritten, I think you sometimes need to tailor books to the person. So like, I hate history, <coughs> but there, I, I can learn better when I'm reading like social histories or even sometimes like those Dear America books. That's the only way I can absorb stuff. I think that sometimes you need to jazz up the style of the book they're reading, if even if it's on the same subject. Um, on the subject of school, no pun intended, what has been your favorite grade of school so far? Hmm. Favorite grade? Hmm. Well, As in like eighth, ninth, tenth. So it's either got a, no, okay. I was gonna say seventh grade, but I had a terrifying math teacher who was also my art teacher, so no. Um, either fifth grade or third grade. Um, fifth grade because I just transferred to a new school district, which is a lot better. It was in a higher socioeconomic area, so like the kids were better mannered. There was a lot less bullying, a lot less cursing. I know it's elementary school. You don't think there's cursing. But no, also like, in fourth grade at the previous elementary school, I just forgot that I liked learning. I just utterly hated doing any type of schoolwork, and I learned how to like it again in uh, fifth grade. So yeah, fifth grade. Thanks, Miss Salter. <laughs> wow, I have a really shallow reason for liking fifth grade. <laughs> we went on a science, like we went to a science camp for a week in fifth grade, and that was like really cool for me. Which yeah. science camp it was wasn't it? It wasn't here. Oh. Yeah. But the thing is, I loved it. But then on the day we were going to do the rock wall, which is my favorite part, it rained. It, like, rained. <laughs> so it, it wasn't great. And, oh, I also gave my uh, counselor a concussion. That was great. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So I may or may not have. So they had these metal ladders to get up to the bunks. I hung it on a pipe, or not a pipe, on a, like a rod that was hanging in between the beds. She didn't see it, so she walked right into it, and it fell on her head. I felt so bad for the rest of camp. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't mean it, I swear. So I think my favorite grade so far has been fifth grade, because I had this one teacher who was enthusiastic about teaching kids. He wasn't like, you've got to do this and this. He'd help you get through the classes. And also, I did the spelling bee then, and that helped my reading level a lot. I have like around a 10th grade reading level. Um, but um, my teacher, he was like, he did a lot of PE stuff, and I do not like PE. Uh, he, he was enthusiastic about PE. He actually made it fun, because he knew how to juggle. So he would teach <laughs> us juggling. He teaches juggling for PE. So that was fun. I enjoyed fifth grade for that. Seems like we're seeing a lot of a lot of people agreeing that fifth grade is the place to be. Well, I don't remember anything earlier than high school, honestly. <laughs> like it's all just gone. Nothing but, at all. Even I, I, well, I finished I college and even I remember some things earlier than that. Oh no no, I I do, but it's like I I, I can't I can't decide. I'm just gonna go from high school. I think actually okay. junior year was pretty good, the one, like last year. Because sophomore year 
sophomore year was bad. I don't know what happened there, but like grades were down, stress was experienced. Freshman year, I was pessimistic because I didn't want to do any work at all, and I was young and stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but junior year, I had like some good teachers, so that was nice. nice. I had like one bad one, but some good, good teachers. Nice. Cool classes. My favorite grade is, was sixth grade because I had really good friends and I learned the last year since I stayed at the same school um, from fifth grade, I had learned how to study more because I went to a better school and it was kind of easy for me as well as I didn't get to choose my classes so I just got stuck with what I wanted, what I had. So it wasn't really like a bad thing um, it, I didn't feel bad for if I did if I didn't get a class that I wanted because I didn't have a choice. So um, I think my favorite grade has been actually ninth grade, the one I just left because um, I'm not going to say my dad totally tit ditched general education, but I've been really focused on business the past couple of years, and my dad made this year more about like how to do stuff with business. Um, he hasn't taught me how to file taxes yet, um, but he's doing to this year. And then I guess the reading was better. Um, the only thing is that we dropped math and now I suck at math. And then he front loaded on history. I don't know why, because I hate history so much, but. It's still important to know. Yeah. For example, there's a very historical thing that happened today. Can anyone tell me what was a very historical, very important thing that happened today? What's today's date? <laughs> <laughs> Today is the 16th of July, 2019. Oh, if it were the 20th of June, I would have known, but no, I don't know. Anyone else? Was it the moon landing? Or no, am I wrong? You're close. close. It wasn't okay. quite the moon landing. To, That's soon. It, it was soon. What happened is the moon landing launched off of Earth. Apollo 11 launched this morning at 6.20 a.m. back in 1969. That is not the kind of history I learned. 50 years ago. <laughs> I, like, I would love to learn cool history, like stuff like that that actually, I'm not going to say applies, but I don't really, I don't really want to know about all 57 bajillion wars date by date. Like, I well, this still, it's, all that stuff is still really important, too. Like, do you guys know who was the first person to sign the Declaration of Independence? He wrote it. But he didn't sign it first. <laughs> I, I want to say it's John Hancock just because he had the biggest one, but I don't think so. Anyone else? Okay, I actually have something to say about history. It's yeah. like, this year, I was super excited for U.S. history because of Hamilton. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like my teacher, my teacher, I knew more than my teacher in some places because of how much I loved Hamilton and, like, looked into it myself. I'm pretty sure you're not alone in that. There's yeah. a lot of people like, like that. I think if we had more stuff like that, you know, if there was, like, a musical about math, maybe, you know, yeah. kids would be more interested in it. You know, we need more, like, fun ways to get kids involved. Well, to be fair, the reason why they wrote a musical about Hamilton is because Alexander Hamilton had a really interesting life. There, they all have the, uh, uh, Like, Pythagoras, you can't write a, a, a something about the Pythagorean theorem. I would love that. The <laughs> I didn't like history until AP European history this year. Yeah. Because my teacher... The way he like taught, he told the stories like he was actually there, yeah. and it was just really, really cool. It wasn't like a lecture, it was like story time. <laughs> it was really cool. Well, we're 
on the subject of teachers. Sorry, I'm switching it back to English really quickly. My English teacher was the worst teacher I've ever had. <laughs> um, she. Don't only... worry, you're still young. You'll have worse teachers. Than uh, okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, no. <laughs> oh, that's that's our choir teacher. Um, no, so she only has three classes. She teaches freshman English honors, and the rest of her classes are um, apex classes, which are catch-up classes. My brother had the class after me um, to catch up on English. Um, she spent her time grading papers. She would put some stuff on Google Classroom. She would give us maybe a worksheet maybe some stuff to read, or maybe put on like a thing about Shakespeare, and then would go to the back and grade papers. So if you wanted to ask a question, sucks to be you. Okay. I got really mad at my AP teacher this year. He was an AP language teacher, and there would literally be three days in a week where we literally did nothing. We just sat around and did nothing. You know, he didn't give us a worksheet, he didn't give us anything. We just sat there and talked amongst ourselves. I felt like I wasted that class, you know? He gave us stuff, and when he gave us stuff, it was all on our own. And he didn't do anything by himself. It was always like us doing our own thing, you know? He was just like, here's a worksheet, do it, you know? And, and that's if he did give us work. So like, I mean, I did okay in the class, but it's because, you know, I had the initiative and did it myself. A lot of the kids didn't do great because, you know, that's not the style they're good with. And since this is an AP class, putting more effort into it instead of just, you know, doing nothing. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's because a lot of people in education have forgotten what worksheets and like homework is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be for credit. It's supposed to be so that the material solidifies in your mind so that you can do it by yourself or you know how to ask for help from your parents or look it up or go back to your notes if you need it. So it's kind of been lost, the meaning of that. Do you guys prefer Google Classroom. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was actually wondering if we could switch up the subject just a teensy weensy. Um, views on the vegan diet. <laughs> no, Angelina. Hang on, wait. Angelina. Oh, no, sorry. Before before we say change topic completely, I wanted to answer the question. Oh. And the I have. <laughs> so the question, the original question that spiraled us over here was, what was your favorite grade? <laughs> and. I don't have a favorite grade, but I do remember that when I was in, I was in the middle of my junior year of high school, and like, so it's like um, halfway through, like you, it's the New Year's, right? And when, after that New Year's, I was like, you know, that was a pretty good year. Not like a grade, but like a year, you know? So I was, um, the end of my sophomore year and the beginning of my junior year, I guess, was my favorite grade, technically. Anyway, I'm really curious about this, views on the vegan diet. Views on the vegan diet. Okay. <laughs> I just had a quick comment on that. I, I don't know how to keep track of years by a normal calendar anymore. It's just school years now. So I'm vegan, but Anjali grows up with a vegan sister. So I think that she has a better view. Yeah. I guess it's kind of harder to find food for them, and she has to shop at certain stores. Um, and then whenever we pick out, like whenever she picks out a restaurant, it's mainly like Thai food. So Thai I, food is delicious. Yeah, I, I just get sick of it sometimes because we, <laughs> we have it so much. Um, but oh, wait, that's so I'm vegan, and I just went to VidCon 2019. And I survived on pita chips, hummus, and a $7 cupcake. 
Okay. I mean, vegan, being vegan has been one of the best decisions I've ever made, no doubt. But eating out is just extremely hard. It's extremely hard. And then I'm also trying to go, go off palm oil, and that's even harder. I think it's totally cool when people go vegan, you know, like you do you. But there's, for example, there's this is one girl who is in my class, and she would act like everyone who wasn't vegan, just hated animals and was a terrible, terrible person. And it's like, okay, well, you, you were just saying how difficult the vegan diet is. Like, it's, it's a great personal choice if, it, if, if it's what you want to do, but you can understand, you can't expect everyone to follow that, you know, so. Can I rebut on that? Uh, did I use the right word? Okay. I have, I, I always hated vegans when I, I always hated vegans until like a couple weeks ago. And until a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> so the, re the people were laughing because we looked out the window and there was a Dryden walking across <laughs> the bench outside. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be honest, and this is going to be a hated opinion. It's really hard after you go vegan and after you like really research what happens, not to hate all civilization. It's really hard. It's so I always give a little bit of a break to vegans who kind of like like for me, people always ridicule me and like make jokes about eating meat or whatever, but anytime I rebut and say, well, do you know what they do to that meat? They all get like really mad and defensive. So I, I feel like I've been on both sides. Like it's not fun to be told, to be morally told, but it's also like if I snap back in any sort of way after like a ton of ridicule, I'm that like vegan who's like so posh and thinks she's above everybody. I'm not, I'm just, you know, defending myself. Um, so I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but I have a bunch of vegan friends and I know that for them eating out is also hard um, and also bringing snacks to parties is hard. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, all, all of my friends are understand like why some people are vegan, vegetarian, why some people aren't, but it's mostly what works for you and like, can you change your way of, like, if you've eaten meat, like, forever, can you just go without meat? Or if you've just not eaten meat, would you be able to switch to, from being a vegetarian or vegan? Yay! <laughs> there are so many people. Sorry. Okay. I think it also depends on religion. Um, there's a lot of religions that don't allow certain meats or certain other foods. So I think it really depends on what your beliefs are and how you think yourself. So I have two things to say, and I've been making grabby hands at the microphone a lot. Um, <laughs> um, you know, one thing is um, in French class, we were talking about a French dish, which is duck liver. And um, my French teacher, showed us a video of how they fatten up duck livers. And it was horrible. And I temporarily hated society. I still kind of do. But yeah, I understand that from the veganism point. Another thing, my brother is gluten-free. We don't know, we haven't tested him if he had celiac disease because he, he was in, he just like curled up in a ball one time when he had some malt, which is like high, high gluten content. Ah, I can speak. 
Um, so we aren't going to put him back on a gluten diet just so we can see if he can't eat it or not. Um, so he can't eat gluten, which means we basically, when we go out to eat, can only go to Mexican restaurants. Um, As someone who loves Mexican food, I don't see a problem here. Yeah. There are only like three local Mexican restaurants. Well, there's the, there's the problem. And um, one of them my dad doesn't like, even though it's the best tasting one. The second one Sounds is, like your dad's problem to me. Yeah. A little bit, but he's paying for it, so... Um, but no, the second one has mediocre service, and like the food's fine, but like after going to the same restaurant every week, if you're going every week, it's it's kind of gets on your nerves. And the other one is like at least 20 minutes away, which isn't that bad, but still like you have to have the time for it. It can't be like a quick go to dinner, grab some stuff. Where I'm from, there are only restaurants 15 minutes away. That's just, that's. I don't live in a city. I'm from the Midwest, you guys. It's, it's, everything's spread out very far. It's, there are malls. Are they good, though? Wait, where They're not that good. Do you have Hot Topic? Yes, we have Hot Topic. <laughs> What's that? In, in the Midwest. Where? In Michigan. Oh, right. Oh, my grandma's friend goes there. <laughs> it's a big state. Okay, so sort of going back to how society sucks, I, I agree that the meat industry is totally like screwed up and terrible and bad. You're allowed to say screwed up. Screwed up. <laughs> screwed up's not a bad word. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I totally understand the the outrage from like you know at the at the meat industry, and I sort of agree with it. But at the same time, like you know. I was a vegetarian for the first part of my life, and I'm a super picky eater, and I was like really skinny, scarily skinny, skinnier than I am now. <laughs> um, and so my, my dad was saying like, uh, because my mom, is, my mom is vegetarian, and my dad was like, okay, listen, we gotta get him on a meat diet, you know, like, because I just wasn't eating much. So yeah, I, I sort of, you know, I, I can't really afford to go vegan. I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't get enough nutrition. But yeah, I think that the meat industry definitely needs to be uh, fixed. Yeah. I kind of have to follow up on that. Uh, I'd so, at, here at Astro Camp, we have uh, instructors and counselors and um, staff from all over the place, and they have all kinds of different um, diets, and they, um, they, they take care of those people. And so there's people, you can be vegan here, you can be vegetarian here, and um, we're really good at providing food for all those kinds of people. That said, um, uh, over the winter, uh, I definitely noticed a difference between the people who were um, vegan and the people who didn't eat vegan and, and how often those people got sick and how often people who ate normally got sick. And it's definitely, have, you have to be careful because um, making sure you get all the nutrients that your body needs is more difficult when you're on something like a, a vegan diet. And that's not, I'm not saying that vegan, veganism is bad. You just have to be more careful about um, getting all the protein you need, which is probably the biggest reason why you were so thin. You, you just weren't getting enough protein. Yes. It's harder. It's much harder if you don't have, if you don't eat meat to find sources of protein. You're limited to like some nuts and beans, basically. Lentils. And then, yeah. I have like an unpopular opinion within vegan society, which is that vegan is not a 100% all natural diet. You have to take supplements, and you have to make sure you're eating right. I 100% but, agree with that. Yeah, but you can't say that. I can't say that among <laughs> But um, it's more, it's not really about healthy or 
that. For me, it's about me having a choice of not to eat that. Like, I agree with you about, like, there, the meat industry needs a drastic fix because um, one of the things that actually made me go vegan was I heard an audio recording of how ethically farmed and killed chicken, cat, pigs are killed, and it was horrifying. Yeah. But then again, you have to think, is there really an ethical way to kill an animal? But I'm not going to get them. Um, but yeah, for me, I my friend's deathly allergic to peanut butter protein, and that's like the only protein I yep. really like. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to be really careful around her. I actually had to bring protein snacks that I have to have like a couple times a day to camp. Yeah. <laughs> sort of what you were saying about the um, like vegan not being all natural. I was just having a conversation with my family um, because my sister was gonna go out with uh, some friends to uh, like the Impossible Burger place. And um, yeah, and I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, my sister was saying about how she heard that there were like carcinogens in that, those burgers. And we don't know if that's fixed or not, but she just, she didn't go, but. Um, and yeah, so my mom is very much like a anti-sugar, anti-processed food and stuff. And she was saying like, this is sort of the wrong direction because things are getting more processed now because like a lot of vegan food is just really, really processed, so. I process my own food. <laughs> but um, there is one thing that um, I would like to say. With the vegan diet, you need to make sure you're on top of your protein and your B12. But the protein in B12 that people get from meat isn't natural because these animals are so malnourished and so treated not so well. They don't have it in themselves. So it's pumped into them anyways. So we're getting the same supplements. It's just yours are vicariously pumped through an animal and mine is just straight to the source. <laughs> okay, so another thing about food, like availability for people, my mom's not even full vegan or vegetarian. She doesn't eat pork or beef, but we still have so much trouble finding her food. Like, it's crazy. And, like, you know, obviously you get sick of salad because, you know, if you're just eating lettuce for the rest of your life, you're not getting nutrients and you're not getting good food. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that we, they need to find something that's not processed, you know, like, like the Impossible Burger. They need to find something that is good for you, that like helps you, you know, like helps your body to work. And you know, good. <laughs> so, um, two weeks before camp, my parents gave me the task of cooking dinner every night. Um, which honestly, wow. I enjoyed it, but like, also it was hours of prep work. Um, but no, um, so the first thing I tried to make was called a Buddha bowl, and it had a basil and kale pesto with it. And it was basically just a bunch of roasted veggies on top of uh, brown rice. It was supposed to be quinoa, but it is brown rice, um, with some very garlicky pesto. And I ate, I ate it, and I was eating it while I was cooking it too. Um, and like, I felt full, but I still felt really hungry because like, I got barely anything out of that. I mean, I had beets, and I had squash, and I had rice, but like, it felt like I didn't eat anything, but at the same time, I couldn't eat anymore. So I, I don't know if that has to do with not getting the right nutrients or what, but that, that was an interesting note. Um, so I also would think that being vegan is harder than vegetarian because if you're just vegetarian, you can get protein from like eggs and stuff, whereas vegan, you're not supposed to have like uh, um, any, any animal products animal at products. all. 
So uh, you're vegan, so I'm just gonna ask you. Um, I have, uh, my family has three chickens and we treat them great and they just run around all day and if we don't let them out, they just like yell at us, so we just <laughs> always let them out. Um, and we do eat their eggs. Would you, like, as a vegan, would you eat, like, if you, if you knew that the animal was being treated well, would you eat, like, eggs or something from the animal? Um, I don't eat eggs because I don't like them. <laughs> but were the eggs fermented by, like, a roost? That is oh, so no. weird. No, no, no. <laughs> so then what are the eggs for? The eggs aren't, like, the chicken's not really emotionally attached to their yeah. egg. So, yeah, if I liked eggs, I would totally eat those. Cool. Also, it's fertilized, not yeah. fermented. <laughs> I would like to say one thing, which is going to sound kind of weird and maybe make you not like eggs so much, but eggs are basically a hen's period. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah been... All right. So, on that note, um, I wanted to ask you guys, you, uh, everyone here, have you ever played D&D before? I have not, and my dad <laughs> hates me. <laughs> okay. Wait, so, hang on, hang on. Don't, don't, don't ship Anjali. I have not. <laughs> okay, no, wait, for you two. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the other four, everyone has, right? Yes? Okay, we're all, it's, everyone has a yes. Anjali and Emily, uh, those, um, what, is you just haven't ever had, had the chance before, or have you like not purposefully not played it before? I don't really like those type of games. Um, it's, there's just so many things you have to learn and everything. I'd rather do simple board games. That's true. I 100% agree with Anjali. I took one look at the dice and I was like, this is too confusing. <laughs> there's 20 sides. Okay, so I like stayed away from it for so long because I'm like, oh, I'm too stupid to play this game. You know, I like can't. But um, I finally did it today and like, I enjoyed it so much, just like making like the character, you know, that was super amazing for me. So I can't wait to see how that plays out. But yeah, I just started today and we'll see how that goes. So um, really quickly, I'd like to say Sophie and I, our friends and our parents, our friends, our dads. Um, I've grown up with nerd culture. Um, I feel like, okay, my parents are ashamed of me for not knowing most Star Wars stuff because I haven't watched it since I was like five. Um, unless it was the new stuff from Disney. But, um, so I've played D&D a couple of times, but for a couple of years now, I've been, like, too scared and ashamed to play D&D because I'm, like, I'm the only inexperienced person there. I've, I've played a couple of times, but I'm not, I'm still not familiar with how the D20 system works, even though now I do, and it's, like, I understand it now, it's simple. Um, and, like, I... Any, like, mention of playing d and I was just like, no, I can't. I, I feel horrible about it, which is really ironic because it was, I feel horrible about not knowing how to play D&D, not I feel horrible about playing D&D because nerd. Um, but, yeah, and then I started a campaign, and I'm DMing a campaign. Which wow, is, that's a big step. <laughs> it's a huge step, yeah. And um, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I hadn't listened to this great podcast called The Adventure Zone. Hey! <laughs> I was listening to that this morning. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like half, I was like three quarters way through their first arc, the balance arc, which is so good. I cried at the end. It's great. It's amazing. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I actually understand this because I was exposed to it enough, um, so I'm not scared to do it anymore. 
And yeah, I'm doing a good campaign and I made a campaign here. It like just made my character and yeah, D&D. <laughs> so I, I played D&D like every other week with some friends. I started playing D&D at camp uh, like two years ago uh, when I was in the one week program. I chose D&D as an elective because this is like the only time that it was not full. So it's very popular here at camp. Very, yeah. very popular. Yes. So um, I was able to play D and D, and I enjoyed it. So I got a group together in my hometown. So we were able to play D and D. And okay. Um, yes, I, the first time I played D&D was here, I had no idea what I was doing, and honestly, I was really put off of it, because everyone in my group was like, oh, what's your AC, oh my gosh, what's the modifier for this, and it was like all numbers and stuff, and I was like, this is boring. But then, um, a couple of years ago, I listened to the Adventure Zone, and it's like, oh wow, this is like, cool D&D, because it's story first, characters first, and then like, uh, like system second, mechanics. you know, yeah. mechanics second. And then it's like, okay, great. So then I played it, I took a D&D class last year here, and it was so much fun because I wasn't focusing so much on trying to figure out the mechanics. Also, I sort of picked up the mechanics from the Adventure Zone. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was a lot more fun, and I don't get to play D&D often because there's no one in my town who will play it with me. So I think it also depends on if you've played it for a while or if you haven't, because of course, for any game, when you learn it at the beginning, it doesn't feel great. And a lot of the players who know, who, um, who've known it for a while, they kind of take advantage and they tell you like things to do, but it's obviously not a good thing to do. Yeah. So I guess you probably just need to get to know the game to like it even more. And that being said, I feel like that um, a few of us here have listened to the Adventure Zone, and I feel like it's a great intro to D and I had never ever played or I didn't know hardly anything about D and D before two years ago when I started listening to the Adventure Zone, which by the way, since we're talking about this on an Astro Camp podcast, I should say the Adventure Zone is not CA. It's very much, it's not, very CA. much not CA, but it is a good podcast. It's very funny. Um, but it's a really it's a really good intro to D and D because rather than um, struggling to do things yourself, you, you can uh, listen to a very a lot of uh, t of things happening over the course of I think it's like 70, 80 hours or something like it's that. Eighty hours, yeah. 80 hours of them the playing. Eighty hours. <laughs> Eighty hours of them playing D and D, and so you get to hear like a lot of different things happen, and so you kind of learn how the game works and all that. Um, and it's a really good intro. If uh, and either of you. Emily or Anjali are interested, and it's, it's also very funny. It's, you, you'll enjoy it a lot. But also, it's not CA, so, you know, <laughs> listen to it with your parents. <laughs> um, you know, something I'd also like to point out about the cool intro thing. Um, I think two of the players had never played before. At least one of them hadn't, because um, these is three brothers and their dad. Um, one had them, never, one had barely ever played. Yeah, so... They're just stumbling through it the yeah. first, like, ten episodes at least. Yeah. And most of, like, all of them didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. No one had a lot of experience. No one had experience <laughs> or anything. Like, if, if they were a character in D&D, to use D&D terms, they'd have, like, one point of experience. So, yeah. So I'm going to be honest and spill my guts here. So my dad's a nerd, and my mom, she doesn't mean it, but she's like, I'm not, like, a nerd shamer. 
But she's always, like, when I was in math or whatever, she would always be like, you're, you're growing up to be just like your father, like, so nerdy or whatever. And um, then so I... Continue. She didn't mean it continue. like that. Continue. Okay. <laughs> when I started to get, like, more present on social media or whatever, I was really scared to, like, come to camp or, like, play D&D or be interested in astronomy because I thought that, you know, it would deem, really, deem me in, like, an incorrect light. But now I actually really don't care. That's so good. So I'm going to do an elective of D&D. &D. You guys have convinced me. And I'm going to try to convince Angela to do it with me. <laughs> I will say, yeah, D&D &D definitely has this, like, uh, this shade around of, like, the ultimate nerd dumb plays D&D. <laughs> &D. And it's, like, that, like, is, I feel like it's falling, falling apart a little bit. And in, in more recently, especially because of things like the Adventure Zone and other D&D podcasts that are, like, mainstream. And so I'm, I really hope that, like, uh, it's it's not, it's just, like, another type of tabletop game where you roll a bunch of dice. And it's a little bit much to learn at first, but then the more you do, the more you understand. And it's, uh, it's very, um, playing a role-playing game, especially when you're playing with people you know and love and, like, are really good friends with you, is a really, really fun experience. I was also scared to do LARP, and it's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> LARP, LARP is the same thing, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so I, I also think that Stranger Things has really influenced yeah. D&D culture. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, for the three of you that are not me, uh, what are your three favorite you. builds? There's five of us here that aren't you. Well, that play D&D. Okay. What are your favorite builds? Again, Make I this fast. What I haven't it? played an awful lot of D&D, but I like playing monks. They're cool. Um, so uh, my favorite build, um, I don't know about race, but like I've made a 15th level monk uh, rogue, and that was um, overpowered to say the least. <laughs> okay, so like I said, I just started today. I made a character who's like a, a half-elf warlock, their charisma is like 20 wow. <laughs> and then everything else is really, really bad. So I'm just like charming my way through D and D. We'll see how this works. All right, cool. All right. So for, I want to talk about one last thing before we close out this podcast. And I, I want to see what Anjali wants to talk about. Anjali, of all the things that we talked about earlier, what do you think we should talk about to end up, close out the podcast? No pressure. <laughs> What sports should be added to the Olympics? Ooh, this is, well, okay. Oh, actually, I'm very excited about this. So, so um, I, I am a rock climber. I do a lot of rock climbing here at camp, here around camp. I teach bouldering, which is happening period five and six, if you're in it, and I'll see you there. No! Okay, okay. Tech LARP comes before everything. Okay. Tech LARP is only Whatever, it's fine. Anyway, I'm very, I love rock climbing. It's tons of fun, and I'm very excited because at the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, they are adding rock climbing. Wait, There's do you know the famous people? The fame, what do you mean the famous people? There's yeah, lots of famous people. I know some, I, you mean in person? Or, like, or just their names? No, just, yeah, just their names. Yeah, I know some, some of them. You are a rock climber? Are you one of them? No. Are you, no. Are you a Shima Shiraishi? No, no. That's very cool. Okay, one that I think should be added is baseball. 
I mean, obviously that's weird, right? Yeah. But like, it's, it's because it's so popular around the world and like everywhere, you know? Like there are people from other countries coming to America to play baseball. So I think it would be great if we had like an Olympic team of baseball so that people from all over could get to experience it. So you see, actually to counter that, it's very, very popular in the United States, in Japan, and then in a couple other places, but it's not very popular in, other, in, in everywhere else around the world. So those the people, the some the few people are in those places that, where it's not popular, they come to the countries where it is popular, like the U.S. and Japan and places like that. So I I, I was raised watching baseball. I love baseball, and so but that's the and so I I thought one the same thing. Why isn't this another sport? It's just that it's not popular enough around the world. But like I mean, if we did put it in the Olympics, it would get more popular, and we could like extend the reach to other countries. Chicken and egg problem. Yeah, exactly. So I, th I I mean I think we should. It's cool. Is that what Chegg means? Yeah, chicken and like what Peyton says is chicken and the egg. Chegg. <laughs> oh my. My mind is blowing right now. Okay. So this one's kind of a goof, but um, there's this thing called the International Junior Thespian Festival, and it's a drama festival. And as a drama tech nerd, um, we do this thing called Tech Olympics. And there's one called Knot Tying, which comes in handy for a lot of different things. It would be kind of cool to be in the Olympics, but I don't, I don't think it's that serious, so I don't know. Come back from your answer. That is wait, is cricket in the Olympics? I'm pretty sure cricket is in so the Olympics. So then again, cricket is it's not extremely in the US. popular around the yeah, world. Yeah, it's the most watched game in the world. So really? Pakistan you... versus India is. Because I, <laughs> I would have thought that football was the most popular sport around the world, but but then again, it's mainly played in India and Pakistan and around there. For me, it's always been a lifelong dream to play roller derby. I've, it's like been a lifelong dream. It's like where you kick people in the butt and then like your roller is It's It's like racing on roller blades with full contact. Yes. It is. But like before I was old enough for my parents to get started, they signed me up in piano. And my piano teacher is like really strict. And so she doesn't really let me do a lot of sports. Um, but what I want to do is I want to try to convince my parents to let me play. That it should totally be an Olympic sport. Like, absolutely. Because I have to protect my fingers. <laughs> yeah, roller derby is a very, very contact heavy and probably injury heavy sport. Is it worse than like football or well, because you can you can go full force without getting in trouble in roller derby. You probably are less likely to get a concussion in roller derby than you are in football, in, in American I was football. About for fingers. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also like huge clashes, like where it's like a huge thing. Yeah. But um, I I have to limit my texting <laughs> because of my piano teacher. Wow, wow. that's pretty strict. That's, that's sad. I think that's Sports Olympics. <laughs> you were talking about the fingers and stuff, and I just wanted to mention, like, yeah, it's weird that, like, the, your piano teacher is strict about that, but um, I'm actually in a bagpipe band, yeah, I know it's wild, but um, <laughs> this one guy broke his hand, and uh, our one of our instructors is just, like, crazy, and he was saying, like, oh, well, he shouldn't have been playing basketball, because, like, he should, he should prioritize our band, and it's like, okay, great, that's fun. So, All right.
And on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. So thank you all for participating in our very first AstroCamp podcast of this session. Sure, go ahead. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Remember, do not hurt the lizards. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And, and, please take one minute after this podcast to worship our King, Lord, and oh Savior. Um, his name is Shantae. <laughs> he makes us food. We love him. He makes us food. He heals us in battle. Please take one minute out of your day. Worship Shantae. <laughs> A minute a day for King Shantae. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Our intro was created by Kevin McLeod, and our outro and transitions were created by my friend and Astro Camp senior instructor, Kayla Berry. See you next time.